Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I want to go to Congressman Clyburn, my main man, right now. I do not keep my leader waiting. Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? Look, I was, I, your ears should have been burning because I was talk. I was letting people know about your state and how significant it was at the, at, and, and during the first reconstruction, I think we're going through the second one right now, and, Absolutely. and what happened and, and, and how black folk took advantage. And I was uh, reading about the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, this, uh, massacre that took place um how Hamburg? The, yeah, yeah and then yeah. and yeah. then and then how the folks the power that your that your forefathers had in your state and then the the Rutherford B Hayes compromise absolutely and and what happened i mean you know what happened and and then yeah. it just folks folks said oh and i think to be quite candid if we don't get this John Lewis bill passed or the freedom to vote passed or do something with the filibuster, we could be watching the end of this period of Reconstruction. Agree or disagree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been wondering about that for several years now. Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, talking about the South Carolina history. Um, I remember, I don't know if you do it much anymore, uh, used to be referred to as the Black Eagle. Uh, oh, that that I'll, I'll, that'll be on my tombstone. So, <laughs> well, you know, George Washington Murray, who was the last uh, African American to be elected uh, from South Carolina uh, to Congress, uh, he left in 1897. Uh, Ninety-five years later, I got uh, elected. He was often referred to uh, back then. Uh, as the Black Eagle. I did not know uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, what was his name? George Washington Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So look that up. He was uh, outstanding. The University of Mississippi down at Oxford has done uh, a book of Dr. Well, he's not there anymore. He left in Mississippi and went to Florida. Okay. But I talked to him. He's done a tremendous book on George Washington Murray. Uh, but you were asking me about uh, Reconstruction in South Carolina. Look, uh, we are, uh, I think Kamala Harris said it best during the campaign, uh, this country is at an inflection point. We're going to have to make a decision as to whether or not we will continue our pursuit of a more perfect union, which is what uh, the founders uh, envisioned uh, when the, they started. They knew it wasn't perfect at the time. Uh, they were condoning slavery at the time. Uh, but they said in pursuit of a more perfect union. Now, the question is, will we continue that pursuit or will we uh, move where Donald Trump moved to take us, and he's not acting alone, into an autocracy? An autocracy uh, is just the opposite of a democracy. Uh, democracy is everybody participate. Everybody gets a chance to vote. Everybody uh, voice their opinions, and they run for office, and they get elected or not, and they continue when you get defeated, as I did three times, and you come back and you keep trying until you get it right. Well, this guy wants to throw all of that out, install himself as the uh, head 
uh, up the top of the pyramid. Uh, and I said way back, if this guy did not intend to leave office, I was saying, people say, oh, you call him Hitler? I said, no, I'm calling him Mussolini. Uh, Putin is Hitler. Uh, that's what has been going on here. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Bennett Thompson is doing a great job uh, with the, uh, uh, what we call the 106 uh, Committee. Uh, however, I don't think you're going to get to the bottom of this until you uh, really broaden that investigation and not just look at 2020, but you need to look at 2016. Because all of this stuff started way back during Trump's first campaign. And so we got to root this thing out, and we've got to really, uh, these uh, courts, all of these judges, have just got to stop their politics and just rule uh, with the Constitution, and let's get to the bottom of this. How are you going to let this country uh, come down uh, over one uh, guy who is mentally challenged? And everybody knows that. And if you don't think that they're tolerated in the presidency, and now they're talking about Gosar, uh, Gosar is just a small but oh. They're tolerated with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This guy yeah. is, is, is mimicking, uh, murdering somebody on the floor uh, of the uh, House of Representatives, uh, threatening the president of the United States, and they don't say a word about it. And because you got uh, what thirteen people in the House decided to vote their districts, decided to, uh, decided to vote the future uh, of their constituents, and they said, "Well, now we're going to discipline them." Uh, for voting uh, to make a bill uh, bipartisan. They say they want bipartisanship. That's what they say. The Republicans say, we want a bipartisan. That's what I'm going to tell Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, don't listen to this junk. Look at what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's what I just said. They they don't want bipartisanship. Right. I mean, you are 100% right. Now, you know, and it's funny, I'm doing this. I, I decided, I didn't ask people's permission, to do my hunger strike, you, because you got to get people's attention, and we're getting people's attention. The- well, I appreciate that. I um, I heard about the hunger strike. I uh, didn't want to ask you about your voice. Sounds so strong. It must be <laughs> it must be agreeing with you. Uh, I'm kind of on a hunger strike now, not because of, of anything that you're doing, just because uh, I got up to this lake this morning to fix breakfast, uh, but. Um, I want you to have success with that. I want you to be careful about your health. Uh, so I'm sure you uh, have done this thing uh, right. You know what you're doing. Uh, but hopefully you'll have success. We've got to pass these bills. We've got um, to. Uh, this filibuster is tradition. And I don't see anybody holding on tradition yeah. uh, and threatening the constitutional independence uh, of this great country. And it is a great country. Have you had have, how to make this greatness uh, there for everybody? Have you have you have you had conversations with Joe Manchin about? Yes, uh, I have. Oh, okay. And and yeah. and you're you know former history teacher. Um, did you? Well, you. I was going to ask. Did you educate him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've explained to him exactly uh, why I think uh, that we ought to jettison uh, this filibuster business especially as it relates to constitutional issues. We've done it for the budget. Right. We've just done uh, a piece of legislation on the reconciliation uh, that's moving through the Congress now. 
we are going to vote on it when we get back. It went through the Senate under reconciliation. They sent it over, uh, 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 sent it over to us. Uh, we passed this. The bipartisan bill did not go under reconciliation. We've done uh, the bill back better under reconciliation, and we're going to send it to the Senate, uh, hopefully after next week. Uh, and we've done that. Uh, and the way we've done it, it does not require uh, a bipartisan the Republicans to participate. If all the Democrats will do the right thing. If they all that's stick why, together. Uh, yeah. That's right. Cinnamon and Manchin are very important to that. So this Build Back Better bill, uh, I think, is where we find the kind of assistance we need. We're talking about getting people back to work. People can't go back to work unless they can take care of their children. They aren't going back to, to, to these jobs uh, when their safety is at risk. You know, I chair the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus, and I can tell you, these people uh, that's uh, working in a lot of these food places, uh, these people are being subjected to very unsafe conditions. We've had the hearing, and we're still having hearings, and we're still trying to expose uh, what is going on here. And these people are going into these uh, places when they know they're death traps. And so if you want people to go back to work, let's make the workplace safe. Let's pay them livable wages. And not do me in that. I underline the word livable. And people say, well, $15 an hour. Well, $15 an hour may be livable in some places, but it may not be livable in all places. So let's pay people livable wages, and let's stop all of this foolishness. Uh, everything we're doing up in Washington is to benefit uh, the wealthy. Uh, we didn't say one word about a one point nine. A trillion dollar tax cut for the upper two percent didn't pay for one dime of it. Put it all on our children and grandchildren to pay for. And here we are against a piece of legislation that is paid for. Build back better. It's paid for. Will not contribute one dime to the deficit. In fact, the experts who've looked at this bill have said that it will result in a deficit savings of somewhere between not five hundred billion, according to some estimates. And one says up to $1.4 trillion. But nobody wants to accept that. This is Moody talking. This is not Jim Clyburn. I don't know anything about this kind of stuff. I just study uh, what they do. And Moody says that's what will happen if we pass Build Back Better. And for people to tell me, well, we shouldn't pass it unless it's bipartisan. Well, let me tell you something. The 15th Amendment of the United States Constitution that gave uh, the newly freed slaves the right to vote, was not bipartisan. It was a single-party uh, vote That's right. that gave me the right to vote. And so I want your listeners to stop listening to this, these people. And look at the history and look at what built uh, up to this. There is no foundation, no facts for found, to build a foundation upon that these people are talking about. All the facts run contrary to that. Now, the let me. Care Act is one of the best things we ever did for health care. Yeah. Yeah, we called it Obamacare. I called it the Affordable Care Act. The fact of the matter is, we passed without Republican votes. <laughs> it wasn't bipartisan. Thank you. But it's good. Thank you. Question uh, Let me ask. Oh, it, uh, here's the other thing I'd like, because uh, these are, again, my callers uh, call in. Uh, well,. Uh, let's take the infrastructure package that just passed that President Biden's going to sign. Will black folk benefit from it 
uh, and 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 then will they get their fair share of the contracts of the benefit? Because as you know, in the past, you can get you can get these contracts out there, but then we're at the back of the bus and and subcontracting or whatever. It is well, talk because I know yeah, you are on yeah. top of of this. Explain um, to people that that is not a a concern they should have right now. I don't think they should have that concern. I think that all of us, we've been working together with the NAACP, uh, Derek Johnson and I uh, communicate a lot. Uh, we want to make sure uh, that the uh, uh, Congressional Black Caucus that has a lot to do uh, with getting this uh, bipartisan bill uh, across the finish line, uh, all of the caucuses as well, the Progressive Caucus <clears throat> got outside of their comfort zone, uh, the moderates in, uh, in the Congress, we all came together and found common ground. So no one uh, group uh, deserves uh, any more credit than the other. But we made sure. Uh, let's take, for instance, broadband. All right. Let's say it'll take about $95 billion to build out broadband for everybody in the United States of America. This bill has only $65 billion in it. But that's a big start. Now, broadband is to make sure that we connect people to the Internet so they can have telemedicine and telehealth, so they can have online learning, so, they, so business can have just-in-time uh, delivery for their products and their services. Now, all that is great. But when you start building it out, there's a lot of money to be made in building it out. Now, we've got to look at this at all, the, the Urban League, uh, the NAACP, We've got to look at these contracts, see what these people are doing, who is doing the billing out, who is doing the digging to delay the pipelines, who is up, not the pipelines, but mm -hmm. uh, put the fiber right. uh, in, into the ground, uh, who is uh, climbing the, uh, these uh, telegram poles, who, what companies are getting the money, making sure that these companies uh, bring in uh, minorities and business on, uh, and women on businesses so that we can, everybody can participate in both sides of this. So I'm telling you now, we're going to put broadband in, in the uh, low-income neighborhoods, in the African-American neighborhoods, yes. I want to know who's putting it in there and whether or not the people who are doing the work look like them. So, yes, we're going to have to stay on top of this. You know, you can't guarantee this, but you can guarantee uh, vigilance. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, of course, some people say he never said it, uh, is reported to have said uh, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. And that's the price we're going to have to pay. You're going to have to be vigilant. I've got to be vigilant. We're going to have to bring in all of the forces out there, the civil rights groups, uh, the black and brown groups, the Asian Pacific Islanders. We are going to have to be di uh, diligent, uh, uh, vigilant, and we're going to have to go out and be diligent in our pursuit. Uh, of this more perfect union. Um, and the Build Back Better bill, what is in it for 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 black people? What's in it what, for well, us? Well, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what, what to me one of the best things in it. All right. There are twelve states in the United States of America that refuse to expand Medicaid. We know all about that, and uh, that meant that two and a half million people in this country had no health care at all, zero. But 200,000 of those are right here in South Carolina. What we did with this bill, 
uh, in all those Medicaid eligible people living in states that did not expand, we in this bill are bringing them under the Affordable Care Act. We created another part of the Affordable Care Act uh, and put them in it, and they will get the, the benefits of the Affordable Care Act uh, and at the same level uh, of um, of cost that they would have got if uh, Medicaid had been expanded. That's in there. We've got child tax credit extended for a year. The child tax credit will expire. The one that's in place right now, uh, people are getting checks uh, every month. Uh, this is a tax break for people with children. We just gave a big tax break, as I said, $1.9 billion for the wealth of people in this country. This bill will give a tax break. Uh, Joe Biden just gave a tax break to people with children. And that's what we've done. But it expires in, in December uh, the 31st. That's next month. This bill, we need to sign this bill before the end of, uh, of, of December so that we can extend that for another year. A big tax break for people with children. It, the child care is in there. Uh, we've got uh, medical, uh, even the Medicare expansion uh, for hearing uh, is in there. Uh, and I need that myself. Hmm. So we got to, um, mm -hmm. uh, th there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, for people uh, to uh, look at and stop listening to these people out there who start rumors and start all kinds of stuff going on. That's what's bad about the Internet. You remember, I'm sure they talked about it on your show, you remember uh, several weeks ago when they said that uh, the Democrats just cut $30 billion uh, from HBCUs. Yeah, we talked about Nothing that. like that ever happened. It never happened, yeah. We got it the, never uh, happened. Yeah, we had the Secretary of Education came on and and poked a hole in that lie. Yeah, yeah but you, I can't tell you how many people called my office cursing me out. I mean, I went to the HBCU. Met my wife on that campus. We stayed married 58 years. South Carolina State, I, I represent seven HBCUs. How in the world I'm going to look in the mirror and cut $30 billion out of HBCUs. I'll tell you what we did do, it, and I've not heard it anywhere. Well, uh, some places. You probably talked about it. We took $1.6 billion worth of debt off of the HBCUs records. All of those HBCUs that had capital improvements on their campuses, uh, like dormitories, they built dormitories, they built science buildings, and all of a sudden COVID-19 came, and the students were gone, and they had no income coming in, so they could not uh, do anything about the debt. They couldn't service their debts. What did we do? We wiped that off the plate. So that's $1.6 billion. You call the president of Howard or Hampton or any other uh, Morgan and, and ask them uh, how much, uh, what happened to their capital uh, debt that they had. And nobody's giving Joe Biden credit for wiping $1.6 Billion, I didn't say million now, $1.6 billion worth of debt. We have pumped in the last two years in the HBCUs under the CARES Act, uh, the, the, the uh, so-called Rescue Act, uh, and, and what we're doing with this new bill. $6.4 billion in the HBCUs. That kind of investment has never been made before. And so nobody's talking about that. 
they're just picking up on the stuff that the or whatever y'all call them, the Russian blots, or whoever it is that's putting all this garbage out there. I just had one of my neighbors sending me something. Somebody put out a piece called, you know, we've been saying Build Back Better, B-U-I-L-D. This guy puts out a piece of paper called Bill, B-I-L-L, Back Better. Oh. And, and just uh, trashing the bill. Yeah. And, and, and he's going to send me some internet. Explain this. I said, I'm not going to even read it. <laughs> you know, I don't read garbage. Yeah. And you need to find something to get a book. Yeah. You internet savvy, I told him. Yeah. Go online and read the bill for yeah. yourself. Yeah. And the you sad know, thing is, and I, I, I know I have to let you go, the sad thing is that um, many of us, our people, we get oh, into yeah. that internet, and then I have to spend my time fighting them or educating them. You know, I go Absolutely. back to what I go back to my favorite quote from Dr. King, uh, Congressman Clyburn, and that is um, that the two most dangerous things on the planet, sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. I, it, yeah, you've, I've heard you say it a lot, and that yeah, is really, really true. But is. I'll tell you something else. Yeah, my favorite from Dr. King yeah. is a little more intellectual, and I want to say it uh, for uh, all your listeners today. King warned us in his letter from the Birmingham City Jail that the people of ill will in our society was making a much better use of time than the people of goodwill, and that's what is going on with the internet. Yeah, the yeah. people of ill will yeah. are making a much better use of the internet than the people of goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he went on to say in that thought that we're going to be made to repent, not just for vitriolic words and deeds of bad people, but for the appalling silence of good people. And the best way to break your silence, good people, is to vote. We got to vote. It's one thing for us to pass the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act, that is, which I think we are going to do. But even when we do that, it's going to be hard to get black people to vote right now uh, we have a hard time getting people to vote and it's amazing to me when we said when you get 60% of the black people voting said well that's a good turnout what about the other 40% what about the other 40% to me 60% uh, is not a good turnout when you got 60% when you were in school taking a test you <laughs> fail yeah. you fail <clears throat> You had to do 70% or better in order to pass, and then you were barely passing. But when you wanted to do good, you got to get up in the 90s and do better and get up in the 100%. So people need to start voting and stop talking. Stop talking and vote. All right. I'm going to close there. Uh, tell uh, Cousin Benny, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hang in there. He, I mean, oh, he's, he's doing it. He's not, he's and, and he's not playing. And this, and this last, this last uh, uh, decision by the courts, uh, they, oh, yeah. you know what? They, what? As I told people today, uh, Congressman Clyburn, uh, it, it, I can hear the the National Archives packing up those documents now. <laughs> and absolutely, said, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, thank okay, you. I, we learned, let me tell you, it is so important that you come on, and I always appreciate that your staff responds immediately to us because, you know, people need to hear what really is happening 
and 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 so I'm always there for you. Uh, well, thank you very much. No, no you stay healthy. I will. Healthy. I mean, I'm I, I'm, even... I'm going to stay on the look. It, you just you just said something. I think we will pass this John Lewis bill, and right. and I'm and somebody said, well, what if it takes? Uh, I mean, you won't have Thanksgiving dinner. Look, people have sacrificed more than Thanksgiving dinner, and you know, food. Absolutely. Just as food is essential to life. Right. Voting is essential to democracy. Absolutely. Simple as that. Thank and, you, man. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll stay in touch. God bless. And best yes, to you, the family. Thank you. Thank you so All much. Right. Same to you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 